This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. Follow Mark on social at Mark Grandy. Mark with a C, Grandy with an I. I'm on social at egettings10 at 415ers. Please download, rate, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, to me, Mark, the, the next part of this conversation you know, comes down to, all right, well, how do these teams beat each other? And because of how good both of them have been, you know, there's a small sample size of how to do it, right? But looking at Philadelphia, as far as what the 49ers need to do, the game that I would encourage everyone to go watch if, if you're looking for something to kind of get you set would be the Philadelphia Eagles' lone loss with Jalen Hurts as their starting quarterback mm-hmm. to the Washington Commanders. And that was a Monday Night Football game in middle November, but it was the only time that we've seen a team be able to take down a Jalen Hurts-led Eagles group. And there was a couple things that happened in this game, just going back and watching, that I thought were very interesting. One, Washington won the turnover battle, like we mentioned, 4-2. to two. But what they did, Mark, was control in dominating fashion the time of possession in that football game. I believe it was about 41 minutes to 19 that Washington had the ball to Philadelphia's 19. So what did they do? They ran the football, and it was a very effective attack, a balanced attack between Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson Jr., other backs being able to you know, kind of rotate in for the Washington Commanders. Taylor Heineke wasn't great in that football game. If you just look at his stat line, I don't think he threw a touchdown. He turned over the football once. He was not amazing. And that's the whole point. Brock Purdy does not have to be amazing for the 49ers to beat the Eagles. But in my opinion, they have to be able to run the football well against Philadelphia, something they did not do in the first half against Dallas, something they did do well in the second half against the Cowboys. There needs to be more of what we saw in the final 30 minutes last weekend in Philly as opposed to the first 30 minutes. Otherwise, it could be curtains for San Francisco in its season. Yeah, I mean, you look at where the Niners might have the edge over Philadelphia. I, I think it is the Niners' run game against against Philadelphia. You mentioned that Washington game. It's it's really interesting because they did rush for 152 yards, but just over three yards per carry. So it's not like they were getting them for large chunks throughout the game. They just slowly, methodically, you know, were able to convert on third downs. They would get three yards here. Then they would get four yards there, set up a third and three, and they would convert. And that was the story of the game. You mentioned the time of possession. It was 40 and a half minutes to 19 and a half minutes in favor of Washington. But what did Philadelphia do after that, Evan? They went out and they addressed their run defense. On Wednesday of that week, that was the Monday night football game on November 14th. On the following Wednesday, two days later, they go out and sign Linval Joseph. The day after that, on Thursday the 17th, they go out and sign Adamakan Sue. Both of them coming off the street, but both of them big bodies they can throw in the middle of that defensive line and stop the run. And guess what? The run defense has improved since then. So with those two guys now added into the mix with an already incredible defensive line, I don't think there's quite as much of an opportunity for the 49ers to run between the tackles, Evan. I think this is a game for the 49ers to get McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, the ball out in space, in the flats, the quick uh, pass game. We need to see Kyle Shanahan's creativity on display, getting the ball into his ball handler's hands, into his playmaker's hands. Again, McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, not necessarily between the tackles but out in space. Can they confuse this Eagles front, and can they use the speed of their playmakers to their advantage? 
I think that's the key matchup in this game, Evan, because the Eagles defense, not quite as quick and athletic, at least up front as the Eagle, or pardon me, as the Cowboys. Micah Parsons, an athletic freak, and he's going to dominate this league for years to come. He's incredible. Maybe you could say the Eagles front, Evan, is better overall, but they're not quite as quick. They can't control the edges as well as the Cowboys did. I think where the Niners have the biggest edge in this matchup is the speed of their offense on the outside. This is a game for Kyle Shanahan to flex his play calling genius. And if he can do that and get the ball to Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, I think the Niners have a great chance in this one. Well, it's got to be quick and it's got to be early in drives. It's got to be on first down because if they play from behind the sticks and you mentioned Washington people being able to chew up yards, there were 12 of 21 on third down in that football game. So they were consistently okay with playing on third down and they were able to convert against, again, the number one DVOA pass defense in the league consistently and more often than not. That's a tall task, but that's what it takes against both of these sides. I mean, Philadelphia has its work cut out for it as well. But if we're just looking at what the 49ers need to do, that's why also protecting Brock Purdy is important because you mentioned the fact that it's going to be difficult to run between the tackles. I believe when Limbaugh Joseph is in the game, they allow, I think it's three and a half yards per carry. When he's not in the game, it's much closer to five. But the thing about the Eagles' defensive line is much like San Francisco, they rotate about eight dudes. So at least that's what they did against New York. And a lot of them played, you know, 30, 35% of the snaps. So it's kind of a line change, uh, to use a hockey term, as far as how they deploy their defensive line. The Niners sort of do so as well, being able to rotate a heavy mix of guys. On the Niners' side, to me, I know Eric Armstead has been at the front of this rushing defense. He's going to have to play big because when you look at you know the, the runners coming out of the backfield for the Eagles, as well as that that run pass option that Jalen Hurts has been you know running to near perfection since college, uh, that is something that the Niners have struggled with. And, and look, I don't want to make it out to be like the Niners are the only team that struggles against dual threat quarterbacks. It's just more difficult. That's why you want a guy who can run and pass because it's harder to defend when you don't have that extra defender to, to stare at, you know, a scarecrow like Geno Smith or Tom Brady or even Dak Prescott, though he took off a couple of times against the 49ers. I think that Nick Bosa is going to have to play a lot better than he has in his first two playoff games of this postseason because Mark, he has had at least a half sack in his first six playoff games. He has had none in each of his past two. Now, they've been able to you know, use him as kind of a decoy, and they've been able to get other guys, Samson Ebukam, Charles Amenehue, and other, other players on that defensive line into the backfield. But unless Nick Bosa, in my opinion, has a big game, and unless Eric Armstead is able to, not single-handedly, but, but be at the front of stopping that run defense, um, the offense for Philadelphia and that offensive line specifically, I think, is going to be able to get comfortable. So when we're talking about what they need to do early in early in the game. You know, offensively, it would be take care of the football. It's convert on third downs. But then defensively, it's make sure that the Eagles do not establish their own running game because then they become, become can become dangerous. Yeah, I think that the biggest thing that should scare the 49ers in terms of the, the Philadelphia run game is Jalen Hurts. Miles Sanders has had a phenomenal year, a, a career-defining year, really, in, in every statistic you look at. He, he rushed for, I think, over 1,200 yards. He was double-digit touchdowns 
He was incredible this year. The pro bowler over uh, Christian McCaffrey. He was. Yeah, he had he had a fantastic season. And I'm not saying that McCaffrey didn't deserve it, but Miles Sanders also deserved a pro bowl. Now, they probably both did. Uh, unfortunately, only space for one. And voters probably got that one wrong. But that's a story for another yeah, day. I would agree. Uh, <laughs> um, but I'm not so sure Miles Sanders worries the 49ers all that much. I, I think you, you put in any number of running backs in that position with that offense, with the threat of Jalen Hurts and their outside passing attack. And a lot of running backs can have similar success that Miles Sanders did. I'm, I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but I think the Niners, as they're focused on this Philadelphia run game, Evan, they are more worried about Jalen Hurts getting those chunk plays off script sometimes, and of course on script when it is designed quarterback run, which we will see from Philadelphia. Again, Jalen Hurts ran the ball nine times uh, on Saturday uh, or on, on Sunday against the Eagles or against the Giants, excuse me. He ran it nine times, and I think only a couple of them, maybe three of them were off script. The others were designed quarterback runs for Jalen Hurts, or at least the decision was up to him. Maybe you hand it off. You keep it on his own read and you run yourself. So the Niners are worried about that as opposed to, to Miles Sanders. I mean, it's a, it's a relatively normal run offense. It just works so well because of everything else around them. And, and you mentioned Lane Johnson, who's been battling through an injury. He played. I don't think he's 100%, but he will play again. Uh, Jason Kelsey is incredible. He's on his way to being a Hall of Famer. And their offensive line, except for Lane Johnson, Evan, at the end of the regular season, those five guys, again, aside from Lane Johnson at the end of the regular season, didn't miss a single start. So they've been together really this entire season, and they've been incredible. They're probably the best offensive line in the NFL, which all of that combined with Jalen Hurts and, and how dynamic he is and, and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and their three-headed attack at running back, uh, it, it makes it a really tough offense to slow down. But if I had to pick one area of the run game the Niners should be most concerned with, it is Jalen Hurts. Even though it's probably only going to be six, seven, eight, nine, ten carries, I think those carries are the biggest factor in this game offensively for Philadelphia. Yeah, and look, those carries could come in critical situations. If we're talking about a late-game drive, we're talking about third downs, we're talking about fourth downs. Yeah, uh, That's where the Niners need to be wary of Jalen Hurts. I do think the area that, I don't know if you're on board with this, but the Niners, to me, unequivocally have the advantage in, it would be on the sidelines. It would be Kyle Shanahan over Nick Sirianni. I mean, just the postseason record speaks for itself. Now 6-2 and two for Kyle Shanahan. He has a chance to be seven and two, which is incredible for a head coach in his first three playoff trips, a chance to go to his second Super Bowl, of course. But just from what we've seen, Kyle Shanahan, to me, ha has demonstrated throughout this season that this has been his best head coaching job. He has been able to morph his offense and evolve it in ways we have not seen. He's had the weapons to do it. But he has maximized those weapons in ways that I don't think we've seen in years past, despite having some impressive offenses and, and totals, you know, in 2019, as well as last season with what the hand that he was dealt. So to me, Kyle Shanahan, even though Nick Sirianni has done a fantastic job, I know he's in his second season and he's already got his team to a one seed. And he has been at the, at the forefront of a lot of, you know, Jalen Hurts' growth. And now his, his third season as, as quarterback. I do think that Kyle Shanahan, as well as D'Amico Ryans, what he has shown defensively this year with what he can do, has 
the advantage to me is both play calling on offense as well as defense. I do think Philadelphia benefits from having a slightly better roster. You talked about the offensive line being number one in the league. I think their secondary is number one in the league. The one area that we talked about earlier in the week that San Francisco does have an advantage to me on defense would be in that linebacking core. And Fred Warner, along with Dre Greenlaw, Aziz Alshair, are going to have to play big like they did against Dallas to be the catalyst for this defense, in my opinion. But Kyle Shanahan has shown that he can win games in multiple ways. He can do it in a slugfest. He can do it by, by dialing up deep balls. He can do it by racking up points. And I think now that he has multiple you know, ways, whether it's deciding before the game that he'd like to run it 35 times or pass it 35 times, I think he's had more ways to beat teams than ever. And I think that compared to what Philadelphia offers, he may not maybe have the, the dynamic quarterback that Nick Sirianni does, but I think the San Francisco 49ers will have an advantage on the sidelines. I agree with you. This has been his best coaching job of his career, and in my opinion, it's not particularly close. Uh, I think if the 49ers win this game, Evan, I'll put it this way. Kyle Shanahan needs to have an elite Kyle Shanahan game for the Niners to win this game. If the Niners win, I think we'll look back and say Kyle Shanahan was on his game in this one. I, I think that's a, a gigantic piece of this game because, again, I, I think the way the Niners work offensively in this game is their creative short passing game that really works as an extension of their run game because of the pressure that that uh, Eagles defensive line can put on Brock Purdy because of that elite secondary that Philadelphia has, the long-developing, deep throws, play-action throws, I'm not sure those are going to work as well against this defense as they have in the past generally for the 49ers. So what does that mean? The offense needs to be creative. Kyle Shanahan needs to dive deep into his playbook and get the ball in the hands of Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. I think that's a really important piece. And you mentioned Kyle Shanahan and Nick Sirianni. Interestingly enough, the AP Coach of the Year finalists are out. The, the three, Ryan Dable, Doug Peterson, Kyle Shanahan. Nick Sirianni, not a finalist, not the final three. Other Niners uh, finalists for AP Awards, Comeback Player of the Year, McCaffrey is a finalist. AP Offensive Rookie of the Year, Brock Purdy is a finalist, along with Kenneth Walker and Garrett Wilson. Nick Bosa, of course, AP Defensive Player of the Year finalist, and he will win that award. And then uh, D'Amico Ryan's also a finalist for Assistant Coach of the Year for the AP. So a lot of Niners represented there. But most importantly, Evan, for this matchup, I'm with you. It's Kyle Shanahan on the sideline. Yeah. Uh, uh, and look, it's reflected in the amount of end-of-year awards. I also know that there was a lot of Eagles as well as 49ers on the first team All-Pro You know that was revealed and if we're talking about pro bowlers as well, I know Christian McCaffrey, unfortunately, despite 1,800 <laughs> yards and 13 touchdowns this year, uh, was not even you know, a, a replacement at this point or an alternate, which is kind of wild to think about. I don't know if it's like baseball where if you get traded, then you're exempt from making you know, an end-of-season team. I, I've, I have no clue. There, there's literally no justification for it, in my opinion. But I do think, look, if we're looking at rosters, uh, the only team that had more pro bowlers than the 49ers was the Philadelphia Eagles. So you yep. are seeing the two best rosters in football for sure. 